So now what? Now what do we do? We know we're in a sexless relationship. We know why we are. We can feel the results of it. But now what do we do? Like what what the fuck do you do when you're not getting fucked? (laughs) Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Pretty Uncomfortable Podcast. I am Tara V, your new safe word. And today I am going to answer a listener question that kind of hit a little personal note for me because I experienced a very similar situation in my past life when I was married. The question was, do you think it's okay for a married guy to look for sex elsewhere if his wife is no longer interested in sex? And I'm sure when some of you hear that question, you you just get like this visceral reaction of like, fuck him, piece of shit, trash, you're horrible, right? Because essentially like we're looking for permission to cheat is what this sounds like, right? Like, can you give me permission to cheat on my wife since I'm not getting it at home? So first, I am just going to give you a very short answer to this. And the answer is no, it's not okay. It's never okay, no matter how you want to frame it, no matter how you want to look at it. Essentially, this is just simply cheating. Doesn't matter what's going on at home. It's not okay. But I think this has so many different aspects to explore and sexless relationships are something that people just don't openly discuss. I think it is a very embarrassing topic. I used to be married in a completely different lifetime, it feels like. It seems like it was forever ago. And I was in an incredibly sexless marriage, which is embarrassing to admit for many reasons. I think you know, there's feelings of inadequacy if you're in a relationship and there's no sex, like, right? What is wrong with me? And for me, I think I get very embarrassed discussing it because I am such a sexual person. And when you look at my life as it is right now, I mean, I'm a content creator. I I thrive on sexuality. So to admit that I was in a relationship where there was absolutely no sex, it's really shameful, which is why we're here, right? That's why I like to do the Pretty Uncomfortable podcast, because we're going to talk about the shit that makes us a little uncomfortable to kind of bring out of the shadows, because that's how we make things easier to deal with, easier to digest and understand, and we start feeling safer and realizing that we are not alone. This is a very common problem. So what does it mean to be in a sexless relationship? Whether it's marriage or just a relationship, it really doesn't matter. If you're not having sex, you're not having sex, right? There's kind of two different ways you can look at it. One is, you know, just quite literally, there is no sex being had. Just nothing. Nothing. It is a ghost town in the bedroom. No sex is being had, right? It is just like a ghost town in the bedroom. There has been no sex at all for a very long period of time. And then another really widely used measure that I found online was basically saying that you are having sex fewer than 10 times a year. So not even once a month. So you could be in a relationship where you are having sex, but because it is still so infrequent, it can still be considered a sexless relationship. And I think before we dive into 
what do we do about it? You kind of have to understand the why behind it. And you have to take a look at what brought you here in the first place. What is going on? What brings somebody to a point where suddenly sex kind of exits the building and you are suddenly in this relationship with no intimacy? It can be so many things. It can be as simple as just you're in a shitty job and you're really stressed or for whatever reason you have a sex drive that has suddenly decreased. You know, maybe it's a medication that has affected your libido or you have health issues or whatever it might be, your libido is gone. You might have self-esteem issues. There could be unresolved sexual trauma that hasn't been worked through. It could be as basic as a lack of variety and ending up bored with what's going on in your sex life where you just sort of start to retreat. And honestly, that was one of the factors in my own relationship where I couldn't stand the predictability of my sexual relationship with my ex-husband. I couldn't stand it. It was so disgustingly predictable that I didn't care for it. Like why? It was no fun whatsoever. I could give you a play-by-play. All right, we're on minute two. This is going to happen. Minute two and a half. This is going to happen. No, mm -mm, that is not fun. That was one of the reasons why I started retreating amongst many others, but it can be that simple. And then a very common factor that I think is found in a lot of relationships is that desire imbalance. When you have one partner that has a much higher sex drive than the other, they're looking for it more often, and that can lead to so many issues. You are going to end up having the initiator losing their self-esteem because they're getting rejected so often. And then you'll have the rejector starting to kind of feel increasingly guilty because they know they're rejecting and making their partner feel bad. And that can start creating all these kind of weird feelings that your conditions for having a nice, sexy like atmosphere for arousal that gets reduced and so it becomes kind of this perfect storm of like the snake eating its own tail and it just can spiral out of control really quick and then what's going to happen is you're going to end up with this result of resentment amongst each other you're going to start feeling neglected or lonely there's going to be a huge feeling of disconnection and you might feel inadequate and all of this can quickly create a really big divide within a relationship and nobody wants that like if I'm with you it's because I want you or that's how it should be and so if I'm with you and I want you and it doesn't feel reciprocated, so many questions start popping up and it's like, what is wrong with me? Did I do something wrong? Am I not attractive enough? Am I not good enough in bed? Are they seeing somebody else? Do they want something different? And it's just, ugh, it's not fun. I was married for a very, very long time. And as I said, it's very hard for me to discuss. And I actually don't know that I've ever publicly really discussed the fact of the level of how sexless this marriage was, because I would have to say probably the last, oh gosh, nine to 10 years. That's right. You heard that right. 
almost a decade, there was zero sex in this relationship. So embarrassing because why did I stay? Why would I tolerate something like that? There's a part of me that gets upset that I had such little regard for myself that I would stick around for something that I I really crave. It wasn't fun not having it. Like I crave a sexual relationship. I crave the connection it creates within a relationship. So to not have that, why did I stick around? And you know, it's sometimes that's just what happens in life. And there were so many factors that went into it and it was kind of building blocks that just built up to this giant problem that really didn't start out that big. But it started, honestly, from the very beginning of my relationship, we had an imbalance in our desires. I am very sexual. I have a very high drive. He did not. I definitely was more apt to want to explore and get a little bit on the kinkier side. He was very vanilla. And I got rejected a lot like a lot. And I started feeling shame for some of the things that I liked or wanted to try or just my behaviors. I felt shameful from comments he made. And so those things started building up. And then there was the boredom factor because again, like he was just very vanilla and it was just like a play by play, the same thing every single time. So then it creates this this environment of I'm not feeling great about any of this and there's different factors in life and I go on a whole bunch of antidepressants which of course can affect your libido I start gaining weight there goes my self-esteem so I don't feel good because I've gained weight I don't feel good because I have a husband that doesn't seem to want me at all and it just builds and builds and builds and then before you know it I haven't had sex in a year and then it's two And then it's three. And in that time, he did every now and then try and initiate, but it was too late. It it was too late. I had been rejected so many times that I was over it. And it did not take long for me to become basically asexual. Like I wasn't a sexual creature at all all. It's so jarring to think of now when I look at what my life is right now, because then I didn't even masturbate. Like I literally had zero sexual desire. I didn't, I didn't feel anything and I had no desire to. I, I just kind of became sexually dead inside. And what happened was when I started getting into new relationships after my divorce, interestingly, the roles reversed. So where I used to be the initiator that would get rejected all the time, I started becoming incredibly insecure in new relationships. And it is an issue that I have to this day where I'm terrified to initiate. It doesn't matter. I can be sitting across the table from you and I can be looking at you and thinking the most vile sexual thoughts about you. And I just want to devour you. And I won't tell you and I won't act on it. I will desperately want you. I mean, I will want to crawl over that table and just take you, but I won't because I'm so scared of being rejected. It terrifies me. So I have reversed the roles where now I end up in situations with men where they become insecure because they're like, 
I feel like I'm always initiating and you are not. Do you not want to have sex with me? And I'm like, oh my God, I want to have sex with you. You have no idea the the disgusting fantasies I have about you. Like I could make you blush, but I'm not going to tell you that and I'm not going to act on it. And I'm just going to hope you initiate every time. So it's, it's interesting to see how how deep these insecurities can grow and build within us in these environments and why it's so important to not let it get that far. So now what? Now what do we do? We know we're in a sexless relationship. We know why we are. We can feel the results of it. But now what do we do? Like what what the fuck do you do when you're not getting fucked? (laughs) So First off, to circle back to the question, is it okay to cheat if you're not getting it from your partner? No, it is absolutely not. So if you are looking for a permission slip, you don't get one from me. Got it? There is no permission slip for this. What you need to do is figure out how to resolve the issue. And that's going to mean you have to have a big, hard conversation with your partner. And it might be very uncomfortable, but you've got to have it. You And you have to have it in an environment that is not accusatory. It can't be like, why won't you have sex with me? Or I always ask and you always say no. You have to come in gentle if you want to have an actual resolution to this. So you need to sit down, identify why this is happening. Identify what is going on in both of your lives that's has created this. Maybe it is medication that was started or there was a health issue. Did you guys just recently have a child? Because bringing a child into your dynamic can change everything within the household as far as relationships with each other, but also the physical side of things with hormones and body changes and you guys aren't sleeping. There's so many factors look into what could be going on. Is there is there too much going on in your personal lives and you guys are just exhausted? Identify the issue and figure out what to do about it and if you want to do anything about it because that's a big one. Your partner might be like, nah, man, I'm just not into it and that's not gonna change. And then you need to decide what you're going to do. So you've identified your issues. You essentially have three options in my humble little opinion when you are in a situation like this. You either change it, you stay as is, or you get out. That is it. There's no middle ground here of like sneaking off and getting a little something something from Mary next door. No. Fix it, stay with it, or leave it. That's it. That's your only options. So if you want to try and improve it, what could you do? Maybe you start with, let's not have sex. Like maybe let's just have a hot little makeout section and just kind of get things going again. You don't have to go right into sex. Maybe it's bringing some fun toys into the bedroom or watching some porn together. You know, there's so many different things. Go on a date night. So many people forget to just continue to date our partner. We get comfortable and we fall into a routine. When I was married, I used to always say, you need to act like you are still dating me. Never stop dating me. And he couldn't get it. What that means is basically like, don't get so comfortable that you take your partner for granted, right? 
Don't get to that comfort level. I used to constantly say like, close the fucking bathroom door. I don't need to know what the hell you're doing in there. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Do not talk to me while you're on the goddamn toilet. It is not that hard. And let me tell you something. If that is something that bothers you, that will trickle into the bedroom. Things like that, simple things like that can trickle into the bedroom and cause problems. So date your partner. Remember to constantly try and like impress them and woo them and make them feel good. That can start bringing back that sexual dynamic again when you start feeling like sexy and desired and and wanted. There's just a lot of little things you can do that aren't just straight up diving into bed in order to get your sex life back. And it's important to remember if you have been sexless, you're wishing for too much if you think you're going to have a conversation and then 10 minutes later you're in bed banging (laughs) because the likelihood is that's not going to happen. This is going to be a slow process, but if you do this right and you work with each other, you can get it back. But if you decide that it's not going to improve, but your love for each other is so strong that you do make the decision to stay as is, You then have to have that conversation. So, okay, you want to go have sex elsewhere? Sit down, have a real long conversation. This is going to be a lot of real long conversations. And maybe discuss the idea of opening your relationship up. Maybe you start looking into the idea of ethical non-monogamy. There are so many podcasts and books and articles you can read about this that could be exactly what your relationship needs, but it has to be done in a structured form. You have to have clear, concrete rules. You can't just say, well, I'm not getting it here, so I'm going to go get it there. This has to be something that is decided amongst the both of you. And then your other option is it's not going to improve. Staying the same sounds horrible. You have to leave. (sighs) I hate to say it sounds so, but sometimes love isn't enough. You guys like it, you can love your partner, but if you are not getting what you need within that relationship, love isn't enough to stay. You still have to be happy and you can love a person and still need to go elsewhere and leave them in order to get what you need. And that's shitty and it sucks. And Nobody really talks about that side of life. You know, you think you love somebody and that's all it takes and that's going to fix everything. But no, love is not everything. Love does not conquer all. If you're not happy and nobody's willing to make the changes, you've got to go. So those are your options. Again, I am not giving you permission to cheat. You can't do it. It's never, ever, ever okay. And if you're in anything that's not satisfying, change it, stay in it, or get out. That's it. That's all I got for you. So whoever asked me that question, you can't go get it elsewhere, okay? Talk to your partner. Talk to her. Tell her how you feel and then go from there. And that's your advice from Tara. That's all I got for you. If anybody else has any questions and you would like me to respond to them and maybe have an episode on something, feel free to reach out to me. The link is always in my show notes where you can send me anonymous questions. And then of course you can always find me on Instagram at Pretty Uncomfortable Podcast. And you can also find all of my links on prettyuncomfortable.com, including my YouTube, which I am slowly, pitifully trying to grow. So come be my friend on YouTube and 
you know I love to beg and plead for you to feed my little praise kink and have you leave me a review, please. If you gave me five stars, it would just make me feel so good. I would fall asleep tonight with a big smile on my face thinking they love me. Oh, they really love me. So let me go to sleep with that thought, okay? (laughs) I love you guys. As always, get the fuck out there, be super fucking weird, and I will see you guys next week. Bye!